0: my least favorite side effect of mindfulness meditation as found on deaconlane.com. If you were to ask me which skill I've developed in the past five years that has been the most beneficial to my daily life, I'd likely interrupt you. What would you say is the most useful skill you've developed in the past five meditation, definitely meditation. And it's true. Mindfulness meditation more than any other technique, coping mechanism or practice has helped me manage the fidget spinner in my mind. As someone diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and treated, a.k.a. heavily medicated with powerful narcotics, I believe that mindfulness meditation should be utilized as a treatment for the symptoms of ADHD. Other studies have revealed that mindfulness meditation has been proven effective in treating anxiety, heart disease, depression, insomnia, and even reducing symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, chronic pain, and psoriasis. Woo! that's pretty compelling. For all of its benefits, there's one aspect of mindfulness meditation that I didn't initially care for. It perpetually reveals just how scattered my focus truly is. Before I started regular mindfulness meditation practice, I was comfortably oblivious to my mind's erratic nature. While I would grow frustrated when my focus was derailed by a fleeting thought or an external distraction, I just thought I needed to slap myself in the face, sharpen my gaze, on the task at hand and white knuckle my attention into its proper place. But this method was not only exhausting, but also ineffective. My first couple moments of mindfulness meditation revealed what the heck was happening in my mind. I was sit quietly attempting to aim my focus at the raw sensation of my breath, entering and exiting my nostrils. As my attention arrived at the present moment alone, a pleasant coziness settled into my mind and body. I was surprised by how delightful this sensation of absolute presentness could feel. Just as I started to think about how pleasant the feeling was, wham! Like a 1960s Batman jab, a random thought delivered a gut punch to my serenity. Before I knew it, more thoughts began to roll in like aggressive waves at the beach. Soon, I was stuck in a mental riptide. Did I take the trash can to the curb? My car needs gas. I mean, I could go to the store, but not my parents' house in... These pants fit me a little bit funny, but returning them would mean, do I get on my boss's nerves but they're too nice to tell me? I mean, that LOL was definitely not genuine. These thoughts are completely normal for any meditator to experience, even among the most experienced in the world. Actually, one of the most critical exercises in mindfulness meditation is becoming mindful of these thoughts as their own entities without allowing them to hijack your focus. Some meditation teachers instruct their students to treat their thoughts like leaves floating on a stream, letting them float on by without judgment. Others will say to observe them like clouds in the sky, watching them come and go. I prefer to look at them like clothes on hangers, to move to get to the back of my closet. I can take them off the rack to observe them, but I don't need to put them on in order to sort through them to get to the back of my closet. In the same way, Practicing the art of not putting on or engaging with my thoughts helps me see them not as reality but as thoughts hanging in my mind's clothing rack that I can slide through while leaving them on their hangers. Never before had I ever been able to encounter my thoughts without putting them on. For someone with ADHD, being able to do this without medication feels like a superpower. So what's the problem? Well. Now I realize just how unruly my mind is. I remember letting my mind wander untethered while I was taking a shower. Though I was able to take a shower on autopilot, my thoughts jumped from my family to work, to personal fitness, to time management, to everything in between. As I stepped out of the shower and towed off, seeing my reflection in the mirror stomped the brakes on the runaway train of my mind and brought it back into the present, steering myself down with water dripping from my face into the bathroom sink, I couldn't help but think, wow, your mind is still a pinball machine, isn't it? At that moment, I felt like a doctor had just handed me a diagnosis. Yep, your mind is still all over the place. I'm not sure. What is worse, having a pinball machine for a mind and being gleefully ignorant of it or realizing the mayhem upstairs and being too hard on yourself for it? Then again, thanks to mindfulness meditation, I now know that being hard on myself for having such a scattered mind is, in itself, a thought that I have taken off its hanger and put on. Realizing that, I can now allow myself to take it off and observe it from an objective perspective. So, if I were armed with a time machine and what I know about mindfulness, would I go back in time and prevent myself from learning about my own mind, thus limiting my own self-judgmental nature? I'll admit it, I didn't immediately know the answer to this. Being gleefully ignorant of one's own shortcomings can be quite lovely, like enjoying a party completely unaware of the toilet paper stuck to your shoe. However, I believe that I wouldn't change a thing. I would prefer to understand the nature of my mind so I can work to flex my mental muscles of objective, non-judgmental analysis. Whether knowing that my mind's default mode is scattered or that I have toilet paper stuck to my shoe I'd rather know such things so I can pull the toilet paper off of my shoe before I get back to the party. You can find more pieces like this at thekinlane.com.